Hey, Warren Ross here again with another episode of the Libertarian Lawyer Podcast. And um, I took a few days off from this, uh, and I know nobody's actually listening to this, but I took a few days off to uh, not read things on the weekend because I'm trying to be better about that. I don't have Facebook on my phone anymore, so I kind of forget about it now, which is nice. And uh, the only thing I'm really doing on there is LinkedIn, um, but that's more just because I'm trying to build uh, a following for my law firm so I can get more clients. But um, things uh, kind of went sideways last week. Uh, the, the first thing that I want to talk about is uh, what happened with the Time Magazine article. <clears throat> so if you're unaware, last week, Time Magazine published this article that says uh, it's entitled The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign That Saved the 2020 Election. So you might think, you know, something nice happened that actually saved democracy, right, from that headline. Well, you'd be wrong. You'd, you'd, you'd be wrong. Uh, so basically, this, this author says that, uh, you know, Trump was trying to reverse the result. He said something was wrong. Seemed like, you know, there were nefarious dealings, and um, the author says, in a way, he was right. So they say there was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protests and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. Uh, so the, the pact they had uh, was formalized in a terse little notice joint statement of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, all the business people, and the AFL-CIO, which is, I think, the largest labor union. So they published this together on election day. Uh, and basically what they did was agree that they were going to try to prevent Donald Trump from winning. So they call this an extraordinary shadow effort uh, dedicated not to winning the vote, but to ensuring it will be free and fair, credible and uncorrupted. Okay. So if it was free and fair and credible and uncorrupted, why is it that Everyone refuses to acknowledge that voter fraud exists. It exists in every election. And why is it that they refuse so much to actually investigate it? So if I won an election and I was sure that I had won this election and my opponent said the election was fraudulent, everything was rigged, I would say, go ahead, check it. Check it and prove me right. Why would you not do that if you actually knew that you won? Why would you want to avoid going through the whole process? And it's not like, you know, they, they think that the integrity of elections is up for debate, right? Oh, wait, you know, 2016 to 2020, Democrats kept complaining that Trump and uh, Facebook and Twitter had altered things and Russia was involved. Nobody wanted to accept his election, and now we're supposed to accept Joe Biden's election with zero questions. Now, if you ask a question, you get banned on YouTube and you get banned on uh, Facebook and they mark you as disinformation, even if you're just stating facts or quoting someone. So they basically say for more than a year, a loosely organized coalition of operatives scrambled to shore up America's institutions. So this is why Pennsylvania was in October of last year, way before coronavirus. This is why they were passing mail-in voting. 
and, and it was unconstitutional according to Pennsylvania, right? They don't have the ability to just decide what happens. But of course, that didn't actually get through the court process because they would throw it out on standing or lashes or whatever else. I, I think it, I think that's what it was on that one. Uh, God, I don't even remember who that guy is. Uh, he, he was on Tim Pool's podcast a long time ago. Um, someone tried to challenge it before the election. They said, you haven't actually been injured yet, so you don't have the ability. You don't have standing. And then, and then they tried to sue after the election. They said it's too late. It already happened. So wonderful, wonderful court system that we have. Uh, makes me really proud to be a lawyer when you see shit like that happening. Um, so they say much of this took place on the left, but there were also these uh, Republican conspirators because, you know, the people who are the establishment, they don't really care that much either way, I don't think. They're all kind of basically the same wishy-washy people who will bend any way that they need to in order to stay in power. These are the same people in the Republican Party who would go along with all of this crap. They don't actually have any principles. They don't actually care about anything. They just want power, and they're really mad that Trump was able to just jump the line, basically, because all these people, you know, you start out in local politics, and then maybe you get state legislature, state senate, maybe governor, and then, you know, you, want, you try for the House, you try for the Senate, you do something like that. Donald Trump spent time making money in the public sector, I'm sorry, private sector, and then he just decided he was going to be president, and he did it. So all of these people who have been spending their entire lives just like grinding away, like Joe Biden did, just like if you stay in the Senate long enough, they're going to let you be president. Well, that really happened. And all of these people are counting on that. And if you let people just step in who have zero political experience and run, what's the point of going through the whole levels that you have to go through? There, there, there is no point at that point. So they're all pissed off. And it's pretty funny. And then, you know, this article that they say that they were fending off voter voter suppression lawsuits. Okay, so here's what that means. Um, when they say voter suppression, what they mean is that uh, states like Georgia tried to get people off the voter rolls who either don't live here anymore or haven't responded in, uh, I think, like years or their signatures don't match, or you know, you know, you ask them to show an ID to vote. That's voter suppression somehow. I don't understand how anybody or how the Republican Party has not brought this up in, in a greater, uh, a greater volume. If you assume that someone is incapable of getting a driver's license, if you say like an entire race of people is incapable of getting a driver's license, I'm pretty sure that's racist, right? Because it's not that hard to get a driver's license. You go to the DMV, and even if you don't have a car, you can get a state-issued ID. It's not that hard to do. So why is it that we require ID to buy cigarettes, to buy alcohol, to buy guns? You got to have background checks to buy guns, right? Guns are protected by the Constitution. That's the Second Amendment. Show me where it says that you have a right to vote. It doesn't. Deeper in. But the point is, they make us 
prove ourselves, prove our identity for almost everything except voting. That's how you know the system is corrupt and broken. If they don't want to know who is voting, if they don't want you to be able to prove who voted, the system is broken. That's how you know there's fraud, okay? Because <laughs> if, there, if, if they were actually sure that they could win, if they knew they could win without just having random old people hand their ballots over to somebody who fills them out for them, then they wouldn't do that, right? Why would you do that? You only take the risk of cheating those things if you're either one, sure that you're not gonna be caught or two, really unsure that you can actually win without it because it's dangerous and people will go to jail and there are videos now where you can see people doing this so it gets a little more dangerous. And they also say that these uh, people recruited armies of poll workers. Okay, so why is it that these uh, people who are very obviously politically bent are the ones recruiting poll workers? I'm going to assume that if these people who are trying to prevent Donald Trump from getting reelected, like that's their whole goal here. I'm gonna assume if they were recruiting poll workers, they were recruiting poll workers who were going to espouse their views, who were going to act on their views. I don't really care uh, if I don't have any proof of that. That's just human nature. And it has become more and more evident that people uh, have, have these extreme irrational reactions to who Donald Trump is, probably because they don't actually uh, read or listen to or watch any reliable news sources. They watch CNN and MSNBC where they lie 24 seven. And then you have a place like Fox News where they might have a slant sometimes, but they have people from both sides who will argue over things. They have anchors from both sides, right? That seems a lot more balanced to me than CNN, which is 100% Democrat operatives, and then MSNBC, which is 110% Democrat operatives. The only difference is MSNBC actually admits that they're doing this, and CNN still pretends to be the most trusted name in news. They think they're fair and balanced. They're clearly, clearly not. Anyway, yeah, the last thing in that sentence is they got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. That's the other issue. And Trump was Trump was right about that because my wife got multiple uh, multiple ballots and like she got ballots, you know, she didn't request because we voted in person because we're not psychotic and we understand uh, percentages, you know, uh, even though it seems like a lot of people my age don't understand percentages, uh, but, you know, you got to live your life and you got to vote. And I wanted to make sure that the mail uh, the, the Postal Service did not lose my ballot because they've lost a number of things since all of this started. And I don't really understand what a virus has to do with delivering the mail correctly uh, because you're just driving around a little truck. And I would think they could still sort it properly, but apparently they can't. But the, the big thing about this um, is that they're basically admitting that there was this huge conspiracy to prevent Donald Trump from being able to vote. They said it was uh, CEOs, uh, you know, all the big business people, all the big labor unions, um, the social media people, everybody in the media, like the, you know, the, the national news media, I mean, including probably like half the people on Fox News, 
That's how you know they're not right wing people. If they hate Donald Trump, they're not exactly right wing because I'm probably more way more right wing than any of them. And I don't really think Donald Trump was the best choice, but I think that's uh, what, what, what did they say in Batman? He's not the he's not the hero we need. He's the hero we deserve. Right. If you do this, if you like if you call somebody racist and a Nazi and tell them that they're evil because of the color of their skin, if you do that for years and years and years, eventually people will say, screw you. I'm going to elect this guy who's just going to go nuts on you. Why wouldn't they? I mean, they had nothing left to lose. Right. If 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 someone assumes that everything is going to go against them, they've got nothing left to lose. They're just going to throw something against the wall. And that's what happened with Donald Trump, because this is a guy who doesn't really care. Like he'll he'll talk trash on Twitter and uh, he'll talk about Rosie O'Donnell as much as he wants and uh, just go off on people randomly, which is, uh, you know, it's obviously not the best trait, but it is it is entertaining. And that's the only reason CNN is still in business today, because they were crashing and burning. So was Twitter. Um before this. So the second thing uh, I have here from this is from today. Um, AOC will not apologize for Ted Cruz had me murdered tweet because because apparently uh, she does not give a damn about working with anybody. Um, she says to Ted Cruz, you almost had me murdered three weeks ago so you can sit this one out. Happy to work with almost any other GOP that aren't trying to get me killed. So Something is wrong with this woman. Um, I mean, like uh, mentally, something's something's up. She has some sort of disorder. Uh, she she probably maybe she needs to be treated for PTSD. That's what that's what she's claiming. Um, and she's saying that Ted Ted Cruz tried to get her murdered uh, because of the Capitol riot, right? And so this next one is AOC blasted for exaggerating her trauma from Capitol riot experience. So this chick made a video where she started almost crying. And uh, she said that, um, you know, it was a very, what she said, she, she repeatedly feared, she repeated, she feared for her life on January 6th as a result of a very close encounter, right? She calls it a very close encounter. She was in her office, uh, which is in the Cannon building, which is not, the Capitol building, okay? It's part of the Capitol complex, which is a huge complex and is connected by a tunnel underground, but it's not the same building. And I don't think it's in this article, but I'm told that uh, they were evacuated before people actually breached the Capitol. So like there was just like a, you know, a protest starting outside the Capitol and apparently they started evacuating people, but she was so in fear of her life. She obviously has zero, uh, zero life experience. If this is what makes her feel like she's going to die. And this other lady says that she came into her office. It's like, she just stopped. She just walked in her office, didn't say anything and started opening cabinets, trying to find a place to hide. That's someone who is not emotionally stable and should not be in the House of Representatives, okay? Clearly, she does not make good decisions under pressure. This is the same chick who went to the uh, border and had a bunch of pictures taken of her crying and like on her knees 
at a chain link fence, but when you see photos from the other side, you see that it's just a chain link fence. There's no kids in there. There's no nothing. And those cages were built by Barack Obama. But of course, she would never go there if Obama was president. But since Trump was president, well, you know, it's, it's, it's just a trigger. She's going to cry. Um, this is a weak-minded person uh, who does not actually believe anything. She is just an opportunist. She, she flip-flops on a bunch of stuff. She, uh, you know, she voted for Nancy Pelosi. They, they never forced any uh, you know, floor vote on um, health care or anything like that. They haven't even tried that, right? Because she doesn't actually care. She doesn't actually really, I mean, I'm sure she believes some of this crap. She doesn't, she's not, a, she's not a true believer. Obviously, she's just there because, I mean, her last job was bartender, right? So this is like a, a real step up here. And now, for some reason, she has all of this attention. And um, she clearly does not deserve it. So one more thing here. Um, this is why you should not listen uh, to these fact-checking websites or, you know, on Facebook when it says that, you know, this was, this was fact checked by an independent fact checker. Being independent does not mean that uh, you do not have a bias, okay? Snopes, this is like the big one that people use. It's complete crap. Did AOC exaggerate the danger she was in during Capitol riot, okay? That's the question. Did she exaggerate the danger? And then below that, they say AOC was targeted with another round of bad faith smears after giving an emotional firsthand account. Okay, so already you've decided that this was bad faith and these were smears and this was not actually facts that people are presenting about what she did or what she said. So the claim is that she exaggerated the danger and they say mostly false. What's true? She wasn't in the main Capitol building. What's false? However, she never claimed to be in the main Capitol building. Okay, fair point. But let's say, uh, let's say somebody was talking about 9-11, right? Twin Towers coming down. And I say, it was crazy when the planes hit. I was so scared. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to get out. People would say, oh, were you, were you, in, the, were you in the towers? Or were you, were you in downtown New York? Well, no, I wasn't. You don't actually have to say something. You can imply things with words. That's how languages work. You don't have to specifically say, I was in the Capitol, okay? If I say there was a Capitol riot and also I was so afraid and I had to be evacuated and I thought I was gonna die, most reasonable people would assume that you were in the building that was being invaded, right? So, Obviously, Snopes is full of crap. Um, they say, yeah, oh, she was in her office, uh, which is located in a network of office buildings surrounding the Capitol. And her office building was one of two buildings that were evacuated. Okay, so nobody ever went to this building. Nothing actually happened at her building. Something happened at another building, and it freaked her out, and apparently she cannot recover from that. Uh, if this is what passes for a politician, uh, this, this is why our country is going down the drain. 
politicians used to duel with each other. Uh, before, the, uh, before the Civil War, one senator almost beat another senator to death with a cane on the Senate floor. Things were rough back then. Now we have someone who apparently has emotional issues and she has the inability to uh, distinguish between reality and her imagination. And obviously she was imagining things were going to happen, but none of those things actually happened. You know what that means? That means nothing happened. But somehow she's treating this like she was actually attacked, even though she wasn't even in the same building. And the media just runs with it. This is why nobody believes anything that they see on the news. And if you do believe all the things you see on the news, you're an idiot. Okay? You're just an idiot. Um, hell, that's enough of that shit today. Try not to cuss so much uh, because my kid uh, said a bad word that he heard from his mother. Um, or he, he repeated it. I don't think he, uh, he really locked it down. Um, this is the other thing I was doing today. I want to get back into uh, trading stocks a lot more. I haven't really been actively dealing with anything um, since the whole coronavirus thing started because I was really trying to, you know, work on my website and work on all the other things that, that come along with uh, trying to start a business. And um, I haven't, I haven't really paid attention to the stocks, but I'm, um, I'm up like 83 or 84% uh, since coronavirus because I got out before the bottom and I bought back in when things started going back up. Um, but um, I really like dealing with stocks and I, you know, it's, it's really fun trying to, you know, figure out what stock is going to go where and when. And um, I used to try to, do it all based on, uh, you know, numbers, like what, what does the balance sheet look like? Where, where are all the expenditures going? And now I'm realizing that none of that actually matters if people believe in it. Okay. So I never ever bought any Tesla stock because the fundamentals really aren't there. Right. But people believe in Elon Musk. And uh, the fundamentals were not there for GameStop and AMC, right? But if enough people want to buy it, that's all that really matters. So I'm trying to pay a lot more attention to these little, you know, chat rooms and websites and stuff where they talk about what, uh, you know, what stocks are going to pop. Because why not? I mean, why not? I mean, it's all a shell game anyway. It's all fake. This whole whole system is just uh, rigged and... Um, as long as you know that it's rigged and you play along with the game with their rules, you can still win. I mean, you can, you can definitely still win. Uh, but that's it, uh, I guess, for me. Uh, I am not a financial advisor. I will never be a financial advisor. But one interesting stock that I've held and has been very good to me uh, since coronavirus is Teladoc. That is really good stock that I think is, is just going straight for the moon. Um, albeit slowly, but I think it's, uh, really the future, it, the, you know, it's the telemedicine. Like when you, uh, you just stay at home and, uh, instead of going to your doctor's office, they just have the meeting 
on basically on a, a, a zoom like thing. And that's it. And that's, um, you know, it, it's better for me. It's better for the doctor. It's obviously a much shorter visit. And uh, they can basically just sit in their house and do these visits all day. I mean, that's that's pretty sweet, right? I think that's going to be a pretty good, pretty good stock. But uh, I'm not a financial advisor. I am just an idiot lawyer who somehow managed to also get an MBA. And that does not mean I know anything about stocks. And um, if any of you are wondering, a lot of people um, will just not question me if I if I say something because they assume that I know something. Just just so everybody's aware, uh, lawyer, there are there are lawyers who are actual idiots. There are doctors who are morons. Okay, having an education uh, through our current system does not actually mean that you know all that much because you can get through just regurgitating information. It doesn't really take all that much. As long as you spit back what somebody fed to you, you'll do fine. Uh, there's not a lot of critical thinking involved. Even like you, you would assume that lawyers have the ability to do some critical thinking because you're supposed to imagine all of the possible defenses that people have. Um, the problem is these echo chambers people get in, right? Because on, on some of these, uh, like Facebook groups I'm on, like from uh, from my law school, right? A lot of times I'll see something that is abhorrent to me politically, like uh, whatever it is, some, some woke so social justice warrior junk, and um, I'll just ignore it or unfollow the person or, or whatever it is. The difference here between me doing that and someone on the left doing that is that I don't really have the ability to escape those kinds of uh, ideas because even the Super Bowl now, I was told that uh, the uh, NFL has to spend $250 million to fight systemic racism, right? So a bunch of black millionaires are telling me that the system is racist. Okay. I don't think there's equal representation between white people and black people in the NFL. Is that because black people excel at the sport more? Is it because white people are more likely to try to go to college and have a career and not go straight to the NFL or leave college for the NFL? Or is it because people make lots of different decisions and you can't force equality? That's the one, man. This this equity crap that they're 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 trying to push on everybody. It's bullshit. I mean, there's there's zero way that you can justify this if you have the ability to form logic. Okay, there's no reason that everybody should end up in the same place. Okay, that's what happens when you have communism. If you want equality. We have legal equality. We have had legal equality since 1964, 65, right? It's illegal to discriminate against someone, public or private. And yet now, somehow now, after we've had a black president, now we're being told that everything is racist, like down to its core. Every business, every uh, societal norm, every branch of government, everything is racist. 
after the black president. If, if we are not in a simulation, then I don't really know what this is because I can't imagine that people are this stupid, but you know, clearly they are. And I, I think that's, um, you know, just historically the case. I mean, you know, most people, um, you know, you, you didn't have everybody as, as, as the royalty or the nobility, right? You just, you had a lot of field workers who basically worked your land and um, didn't really do much else. They just died. And, and that's how, you know, basically Western society was run for like a couple thousand years, right? So obviously, there, there is some difference between um, people who have a modicum of intelligence and those who don't. However, I know a lot of really intelligent people who are morons, and I know a lot of people who aren't all that really smart, but they are smart. They, like, they, they understand things, they understand people, they understand the world, and that's more important than being able to memorize what's in a book. It's better to understand the world and to understand people than it is to know all of the information in all of the books in all of the libraries, because none of it matters if you can't apply it properly. So that's it for me. Uh, and maybe I'll do another one of these tomorrow. It just depends on um, how tired I am. Um, and that's it. So please uh, like, subscribe. I'm sure nobody's actually hearing the end of this, but um, it's on YouTube and uh, iTunes and Spotify, and you should probably download it on all of them. So it looks like I have people who actually listen, but if not, that's okay. You don't have to. Um, see you tomorrow.